This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back here again today with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. So today we want to have a little bit more fun, talk about some uh, subjects around some of the frequently asked questions and do another FAQ episode. We recently did one and we thought it was time that we do another one. <laughs> anyway, the first question that we are going to start out with today is about buying a piece of land in Italy. Is it possible to just buy some chunk of land someplace, buy a plot and build something on it? How does that work here? Do you have to get planning permission or do you have to worry about the, the province, the city, the, the region, or can you? are there places where you can go far out enough into the country where you can just plop something down and not have to get permission? I realize it's a lot of questions there, all wrapped up into one, but uh, I think this kind of sums up a lot of the, the questions that you commonly get. In Italy, every piece of land has already a specific designation. So it has already been established by the local government what use you can make of that specific piece of land. It could be agricultural use or um, industrial use, or it could be a piece of land where you can build properties. And also the type of property that you can build on a specific piece of land could change depending on what the local government has established. So for example, uh, in a specific piece of land, you may be able to build a house, so a property for residential use, but there could be limitations as to which kind of residential property you can build. Maybe you have to respect some regulations, some uh, specific um, directions that are being given by the local government as to how the house should look like. Maybe it's a rural area and you can only build a rural property so maybe you can't uh, build a flat like a property with a flat roof but it needs to be like a classic italian roof so in italy ultimately um properties the, the properties that you can build on a specific piece of land and actually the ability to, to build a property or not it's very well regulated by the local government. By local government, I mean the municipality. And of course, by the way, these plans and these rules change over time. So it's possible that a specific area, that in a specific area right now you can't really build, but that the local government has already planned to change the designation of that specific area. So maybe in the future you will be able to build. But to answer your question, the one of the questions that you asked it's very unlikely that in Italy you can just get a piece of land and expect to do whatever you want, even if it's in a very remote area. Uh, it is very likely that that area has already been designated for a specific uh, scope and that you only can do what the local government said that you can do in that specific land. So when you're buying a piece of land, you have to gather the information to have a good understanding of what you can or cannot do in that specific type of 
property and land. That's fascinating to me that that's even a question that you would have to uh, to start thinking about. I mean, granted, in the States, it does work similarly, but then there are some places where if you go outside of the city limits, then there aren't certain restrictions that you might find in place. Uh, but here in Italy, I know there are also uh, some like nature reserves and so on where it is possible to actually move on to that land. But then even if you, and those are often like out kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, there are some places that are a little bit more centrally located, even here in the Veneto region. There's a, um, there's a woman on TikTok that she posts about. She lives in, in one of these reserves and it's not that far from Padova. But um, even in a place like that, because it's a reserve, then of course it comes with the understanding that there are some restrictions, but that's fascinating that every kind of square meter or centimeter of land rather than inch here is already designated for something. But to get into this question from a YouTube comment from user Dream Big. Hi, my question is if I buy property in Italy as a primary home, uh, would I automatically become a resident? There's another question here, but it ties in with another question that we'll get into in a second. But let's first tackle this one. By purchasing property here in Italy, does that automatically make you a resident of the nation? No, buying properties in Italy does not make you automatically a resident. So as we said in other videos, you don't have to be an Italian citizen, of course, to buy a property in Italy, but you do not also have to be a resident of Italy. So you can buy properties in Italy as a foreigner who doesn't even reside in Italy. Now, buying a property that does not give you automatically the right to reside in Italy, it may facilitate the obtainment of some visas, which is what you actually need to become a resident of Italy. For example, the elective residency visa, for that you do need a property which you rented or that you bought. And if you purchase the property in Italy, it may be easier for you to obtain that visa. But it's not like in other countries where the simple fact that you have a property means that you can reside in Italy automatically. Now, the person also mentioned the first home. Mm -hmm. So if I buy my first home. Now, we did talk about the tax benefits uh, regarding purchasing your first property in Italy, uh, which means that you pay less purchase taxes. So the tax that you pay at the time of the purchase is much lower if you are buying your first house in Italy, but only if you are a resident of Italy in that specific moment in time or will become resident of Italy within 18 months from the purchase, which means you need to be able to obtain a visa and move your residency from a legal standpoint into that property within 18 months from the purchase. So in that case, if you're buying your first property in Italy, and if you're able to become a resident within 18 months, or you are a resident when you purchase the property, then you can enjoy a tax discount, which is non-insignificant. We're talking about um, a 2% purchase tax rather than a uh, 9% um, registration tax. Interesting. So there is a benefit, but the benefit isn't necessarily the ability to remain here. Um, but getting into the next part of the question, it 
started to get into the idea of banking, but um, rather than continue with that comment from uh, on the video, uh, buying property in Italy, Italian real estate episode number one, actually. User Madeline King actually left the comment, when I lived in Italy, I couldn't open up a bank account because I didn't have a residency permit. And the other question was something along those lines about what does that look like in Italy? Do you have to have a bank account here to be able to purchase property? Do you Can you use a foreign bank account? What is necessary? So I thought to, it might be best to combine this because this uh, comment from Madeline is... It, from where I stand, it seems like it's maybe based on something that she didn't get the information that was the most correct. Let's start with opening a bank account uh, as a non-citizen or as a non-resident. So can basically anybody open a bank account in Italy? And the answer, unfortunately, is not straightforward. So it depends. It, it highly depends on the bank that you're dealing with. So there will be some Italian banks which will request uh, that you have a residency permit to open a bank account for you uh, so that you are an Italian uh, resident. Some other bank may, may be more lenient and just have the ability to open a bank account to somebody who's just visiting. Maybe they uh, need some explanations as to why you need to open a bank account since you're just a visitor. And that explanation could be, I'm purchasing a property in Italy. But ultimately, it does depend on the bank that you're dealing with. It does also depend on the clerk that at the bank that you're dealing with as to whether or not they will open a bank account for you if you don't reside in Italy. Of course, if you are an Italian resident, nobody should have, should have questions uh, about why you need a bank account. They will just go ahead and open it. But as for the other piece of the question, do I need a bank account in Italy to purchase property in Italy? And the answer is not necessarily. So potentially, you could purchase your property in Italy, and that's what a lot of people do, uh, by transferring the funds directly from your foreign bank account. Um, you can transfer the funds directly to the seller, very risky because you should transfer the funds before you actually become the registered owner, uh, which is why some notaries in Italy have started to have a dedicated bank account for people who are from abroad and want to purchase properties in Italy, uh, which functions uh, approximately like an extra account in the US. So the notary will function, function as an extra agent and basically will release the funds to the seller only upon completion of the uh, purchase. Of course, if you do have a bank account in Italy, it may facilitate the process. Uh, for example, if you're dealing with a notary who doesn't have a dedicated account, at that point it could be uh, wise to, uh, to just open a bank account in Italy, transfer the funds from your American bank account into your Italian bank account, and then getting certified checks uh, from the bank, uh, which is normally what you do uh, when you are uh, transferring the money, when you're giving the money directly to the seller, you you don't, of course, give cash, but you just show up at the meeting with a notary with certified checks released by your Italian bank that you hand over to the seller 
in exchange for the keys of the uh, house that you're buying. Interesting. So there's all different sorts of ways of going about this. And I, it, this also comes, I think, into the question that I've spoken about on, on my channel and my audio podcast uh, about should I get a bank account here? If I do, which bank should I use or why should I use? And something that I've started recommending more and more is that it kind of depends on your situation as well. Uh, that in this case, like you were saying, it also depends. And for some things here in Italy, you will require um, a direct deposit or direct debit, I should say, that for internet, like if you want to sign up on an internet contract for your for a home line, for television, they usually want that direct debit. So if you are thinking about that you are purchasing something here and you would like to get all of these things set up, it seems like maybe that it's just another step in the process that it doesn't hurt to have because there are other options like N26 or uh, Wise.com, but companies in Italy won't want to deal with that even though technically by European law, it's a form of discrimination if they don't accept those um, non-Italian banking numbers because even though there's a European system, there are still specific Italian numbers, German numbers, Belgian, all the different countries. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So maybe it might be worthwhile jumping into the next question. And uh, next up, we actually have a question from user Sean J, who left a question on YouTube. Do you bargain when you purchase like in the US? Somebody has an apartment for 200,000 and you offer 190,000, for example. And his other question was, do you have down payments and mortgages like the ones in the US? Grazie mille ragazzi. Um, so I guess let's divide that up into the two sections. And we did actually talk about this not so uh, not so long ago, I think on an episode of the Italian uh, realist or citizenship podcast rather. Uh, about like kind of how things work in Italy and moving to Italy as an Italian dual citizen, but negotiating. Normal, not normal, what's the situation? My answer is definitely normal. So when you're buying real estate, it is not uncommon and rather normal to negotiate the price. And I want to say that sellers, they normally put the property on sale for a price which is higher than the price that they actually expect to receive because they expect normally uh, to some extent some negotiations. Of course, it is different depending on the area or the case or the specific situation, how much you can negotiate the price. Uh, but I want to say that definitely there will be some nego negotiations and that uh, the situations where you don't negotiate the price are rare. Interesting. So the, it's it's already built into the price. They expect it. Um, I think I may have asked you this in a previous episode, but is there a rough amount that's usually kind of the normal markup, so to speak? That's harder to answer because it depends on the specific situation, on the area, on the uh, time period. And so I would prefer not to provide a percentage, uh, but um, it's definitely worth negotiating the price if you're thinking about uh, purchasing a property in Italy that you have already identified. And then what about the second question? Mortgages and down payments. How does that work here? 
I think it's similar to some extent to what happens in the US. So you normally pay a down payment uh, for the property. It could be anywhere from the 10 to the 30% of the uh, asking price. And then if you're planning on getting a mortgage, uh, the rest will be paid by the bank. However, uh, speaking about mortgages, uh, while they can be accessed by anybody, there are some conditions uh, that normally need to be met. For example, you have to show that you have the ability to give back the money that you're borrowing from the bank. Uh, Maybe the bank will want you to uh, show that you have assets in Italy, for example, other properties that you can put up as collateral or uh, maybe they, they, you have a work contract in Italy that gives you the ability to pay back uh, the mortgage, um, which makes it harder for foreigners who don't have other assets in Italy, don't have a job in Italy, a company, uh, they don't have um, an employment to obtain a mortgage from an Italian bank. Interesting. Um So this would be something that's not specific to Americans. Um, So in that sort of situation, you would recommend what to your clients? Well, um, they could get a loan, for example, in their home country. That's much easier uh, to obtain rather than getting a loan in Italy. Interesting. Well, anyway, I think that's a a great place to round this episode out. So, of course, thank you so much for making yourself available, Marco. And, of course, if you're interested in more episodes like this about Italian real estate or even about Italian citizenship, make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Or if you're listening to the audio-only episodes, be sure that you subscribe to the Italian Real Estate Podcast on your favorite podcasting app of choice or platform of choice. And also, if you're interested in more about life in Italy, living in Italy, and living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Furia, or the audio-only podcast, Not Your Average Globetrotter, where I talk a lot more about these. And on the YouTube channel, I get out and show you guys a bit as well. Thank you, of course, though, for joining us for another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we've been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Later. Thank you. Thank you.